Hello to everyone here listening to Hello Hilltop. My name's Abby Cleveland, and I have the privilege to be sitting down with DJ Shangela Pierce, an award-winning actor, singer, queen, and all of the above. Shangela is not only starring in the Emmy-nominated HBO series, We're Here, but most recently starred in a scene-stealing role as Lady Gaga's drag mother in the Academy Award-winning film, A Star is Born. He has done it all, and we're here to listen to all the amazing stories and advice he has for us. So let's get started with the basics. So, where are you from? Where did Shandra's story begin? Uh, well, originally, I grew up in a small town called Paris, Texas. It is about uh, almost two hours northeast of Dallas, a small conservative town where I undoubtedly stood out in a way, but I still have a great love for Paris, even though I, I've left and lived in Los Angeles now for the last 10 years. Oh, do you love it there? Oh, honey, I, I would sing along with Katy Perry, California Girls, if I could. <laughs> oh, my gosh, I love that. I have never been to L.A. I was supposed to go um, February. Then, as you know, lots of fun things happened with the pandemic, so was not able to go. So how did you get started doing drag? I mean, I love it. Everybody loves it. What inspired you to get that start? Well, uh, I was a backup dancer for a number of drag queens back in my college days, when I actually when I was at SMU, and I thoroughly loved it. I always had a love for uh, drag and the art and the expression, but I'd never done it before. And when I moved to Los Angeles, there were these three guys preparing to do a Beyonce single ladies performance back in 2009. And I, you know, I'd learned all the choreography from YouTube. So I was like, I will teach it to you guys. And then the night before they were to go on the trio, uh, one of the guys got sick, couldn't go on. So they asked me if I would be the Beyonce and honey, the rest is history. Oh my gosh. That is so fun. We love you. SMU loves you. You're one of our favorite alum. I don't think you understand. We talk about you in my favorite class. I'm in a podcast class, thus this, but we talk about you at least once a week. Are Brooke. you serious? Oh my gosh, yes. We literally... That is so amazing. I have such great love for SMU. You have no idea. I, I attended SMU uh, on a Hunt Leadership Scholarship. Oh, really? And I was a Hunt, am, I guess I should say I'm a Hunt Scholar uh, from SMU and what had the greatest opportunities at SMU. I mean, I did everything. You know, as you can see, Shangela's missing a multifaceted, uh, multitasking diva. And that did not just start when I started drag. I think I carried that from high school into SMU, and I was involved in so many things. I was a Mustang Corral leader. I was an Arrow leader for the summer. I was an M Award winner before I left. Uh, I graduated with a degree in corporate communications and PR and uh, was there in the communications groups. We traveled. Um, I was a student senator for two years. I was in the gospel choir at SMU. Uh, I mean, I think I did just about everything that one could do. I even had the opportunity to study abroad in Madrid, uh, thanks to my scholarship um, at SMU. So, I mean, everything across the board. I was the head of the entertainment committee for the Hilltop uh, Entertainment Committee for Program Council. Baby, I did it all. Oh my gosh. Well, we have the same degree. I'm studying corporate communications and public affairs. I love it. But you did everything under the sun when you were here. I'm so jealous. I did. I did. And I don't regret any moment of it. I loved it so much. And I will always have uh, a great love for SMU. I met some of my best friends at SMU that we're still friends to this day. Uh, so many of them. And, and you'll learn that too. You're going to find, what year are you? I'm a senior. I'm graduating in May. Oh, sickening. Okay, very good. Honey, live it up for your last year. Enjoy yourself. I thoroughly, and you'll always look back on your time at SMU and go, wow, I did that. I, I loved, you know, my college experience. But then those people that you've met there you'll, will follow you 
throughout your life. And even if you move to different places and you lose touch with each other, you'll always have that bond that you have there. Uh, people, you know, like Arlene Manthe, who was fired up back when I was, you know, a freshman, is still fired up to this day. We text uh, back and forth. Dr. Rita uh, Kirk Willock, or yes. Willock Kirk, no, it's Kirk Willock, uh, and maybe back to Dr. Rita Kirk. But anyhow, she, fantastic. We traveled to Washington, D.C. together. I think she also came to our Spain trip. Um, fantastic, fabulous. I, I mean, best times at SMU. So thank y'all for talking about me because I live. That's really good advice, embracing everything at SMU. I think I transferred. I used to go to school in Chicago, and I think it's hard mm -hmm. to kind of immerse yourself. But like you said, I think Mustangs are a different breed. You just kind of have to embrace it all, and there's so many opportunities there. That actually leads to my next question. Were there any connections at SMU that helped level up your career to the next, where you are now almost, or just the beginnings? Well, I will say that, you know, after I left SMU, because of the great opportunities I had there, I moved to Washington, D.C. I did an internship in PR and then another on the Hill with connections that I made while we were uh, in the communications department. Um, and I just continued to meet people. You know, the world is all about networking and meeting people. And the one thing that you learn in school more than just you know, the things that you must learn in the books that we're reading and, and the education there, but it's how to relate to different people from all walks of life. I loved SMU because we did have a very diverse campus. Um, not all, you know, our LGBT group was just starting to grow when I was a sophomore there uh, on campus. And I just remember though, coming from a small conservative town to now living in, you know, Dallas, quote unquote, the big city, um, I was able to meet so many awesome gay people that I just had never met before. And so many people from the theater and dance department, but other lots of different part departments and places around the campus. And it just opened my horizon so much to different walks of life, to different ways of thinking, to different, whether it was religious beliefs or, or just different experiences of others, it made me a better person. And now as a drag entertainer, when I'm able to travel the world and, and as an actor to work in television and in film, you know, walking into those spaces and being so open to uh, people from all over the world and being able to connect and relate in a way is very, very special. Okay, awesome. I loved that. I mean, you're famously known as a manager. What's it like booking your own shows? I think that's kind of a scary thought. Well, you know, I am, I own, uh, I started a company called Say What Entertainment back in 2013. And that was a time when I was performing on stage and I'd broken my leg and I broke it in two places. I broke the tibia and the fibula bones right on stage during Halloween performance in New York. I was in the hospital for almost three weeks. I had to have a titanium rod put into my right leg and two screws in the knee and two in the ankle. The doctor was like, you're not going to be able to dance again for like eight to 10 months. I was like, oh, baby, I have a show in like four. So we got to work this out. <laughs> but um, I pushed through that recovery. But while I was down, I was thinking now, if I can't perform on stage and entertain, I can't even, you know, walk in the way that I want to at this moment. What am I going to do in the meantime? And thankfully, I had that background, the business learnings, uh, the corporate communications and marketing and PR learnings that I had gotten at SMU. And I said, I'm going to start a company. I'm a, not only am I going to uh, be able to do the things that I've been doing over the last couple of years as Shangela, which was managing myself. I mean, I was calling uh, different outlets. I was writing my own press releases. If Shangela booked a job on television, honey, there was a press release going out about it the next day. And I would email it to different journalists. I would call and pretend to, you know, be my own manager and say, hey, I've got Shangela. Would you like to book her and, and organize the contracts and do all that? And it's only because I had had such great experience, not only in the classrooms of SMU, but also working in all the different 
uh, on campus activities. You know, I was booking talent back when I was working as the program chair for uh, Hilltop Entertainment Committee with Program Council. We were already doing contracts. We were already working with top talent. We had booked people like Tracy Morgan and different bands and acts, and they would come through. And I was the organizer of those events. So because I had those types of skills, I was able to transfer them into creating my business, Say What Entertainment. I've been able to continue to put it into my business as Shangela, whether it's creating merch and uh, figuring out how to best connect with my fans through my new podcast, uh, Hallelujah Happy Hour, or uh, in my work in television and film, creating the charity that I did, the charity initiative this year called Feed the Queens to combat you know, hunger in the drag community because of COVID-19. All of those things happened because I had a foundation. And that's why it's so important. We used to have a, uh, a guy on campus he was a dean. I can't remember his name right now, and it's going to kill me, but he used to have this phrase, just go to class, go to class, go to class. That's all he said all the time. That was his picture on, on flyers on campus, go to class, go to class, go to class. And what he meant by that, now that I get it, because, you know, you're in college, you, you want to sleep in, you don't got to go. <laughs> yes. You ain't going to pass, but you ain't got to go. So I, uh, I learned that it was important to go to class because it's in those classrooms that you get the foundation blocks that, are gonna, that will take you throughout the rest of your career, no matter what you do. Who knew that I was going to be an international drag sensation, diva, professional actress, icon? Okay, hallelujah. <laughs> but because I knew things that I learned back in college, I'm able to do that to the best of my ability. Well, that's awesome. I hope people that are listening can now process what going to class really does. I mean, I do that. Sometimes I'm laying there and I'm like, hmm, do I want to go or do I want to get an extra hour of sleep? But Girl, and I had an 8 a.m. class. Oh, I was crazy. I was like, you know, I'm taking 15, maybe, I mean, I should take 18 hours this semester. I don't know. Let's take 18 hours and let's take an 8 a.m. class. Yeah, that sounds fun. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on to one of my favorite parts. Everybody knows RuPaul's Drag Race. If you don't, you live under a rock. I'm sad for you. I'll say a little prayer. But what's the audition process like for that? What's like inside and out? Well, you know, over the years, it has definitely changed uh, a lot. Uh, it used to be where um, you would just have to put in an audition tape, uh, show us your best drag, perform to this one RuPaul song, let's see you lip sync it in drag, and give us an interview asking these particular questions. But because of the popularity of the show, I mean, the number of applicants has grown to over hundreds of thousands of submissions every year. And so for casting to go through all of those and really find the best, they've had to increase the amount of, um, of requests that they have for the audition process. I mean, I think if I had to audition today for season, what, 13 or 14, I'd be like, ooh, girl, I got to think about that because it is a lot. But if you really want something, you'll get it. And people ask me all the time, they'll text me and say, Miss Shangela, do you think I should audition? Or I'll meet them in, you know, out in the club and they'll send me a DM on Instagram or whatever it is. And I'm like, if you want it, you got to go for it. You will never get it if you don't go for it, right? That's some great advice. I mean, you can't lose opportunities that you don't try for. Talking about the show, what's your what was your favorite part about being on the show? Like, what do you love? If you could pick one thing, which I know is hard. Ooh, well, I can tell you my least favorite was having to sew something because God knows Shangela in a sewing machine equals a disaster. <laughs> It's a disaster, Lord. It's a disaster. Um, but and I've tried. I've tried. It's just not my forte. Maybe I'll come back to SMU. Do they offer sewing classes over there? Which school is that? Deadman Law? Is Law and Sewing together? I don't know. 
I'm sure but there's But I will say one of my favorite parts about being on the show is meeting all the different drag entertainers and queens. I mean, I do love a good runway, but it really is the, the sisterhood of people that you meet. You know, some of my best friends have come from being a part of RuPaul's Drag Race. And, and a lot of them are like my little sisters. I even look at them now and say, oh my God, that's my sister. That's my sister. That's my sister. And I really do mean it. We hang out on the weekends or we get to swim back when we could like be together and see each other. We would like get together or travel together. We work together all around the world. And I've really had some of the best times with some of some really great queens who I've met through Drag Race. Oh, that's amazing. Like your own little family. I love that. Yes. My favorite question of the day, what was it like not only working with Lady Gaga, but being picked by Gaga herself for A Star is Born? Oh my gosh, I would say uh, my experience with Lady Gaga was one of a kind. It is something that I will cherish for my entire life. Uh, I, you know, in working with the film A Star is Born, originally I didn't go in for the audition because originally the role was a Marilyn Monroe impersonator. And I don't know who's familiar with me after all the listeners, but you know, I'm a highly melanated diva, okay? A diva of color, okay, hallelujah, and very proudly so. But, and so I thought, you know, I'm a drag queen, you can do all different types of characters all across the board. But if you are going to uh, be a spot on Marilyn Monroe impersonator, I don't look like a Marilyn Monroe, okay? So I was like, that. I, I shouldn't go in for that audition. And then I got an email from Bobby Campbell, who is Gaga's manager. And he said, LG and I, LG, know who that is, right? That's oh, the yes. lady. Hallelujah. <laughs> uh, he said, LG and I heard that you did not come in for the audition for this new film that she's working on. She really wanted to see you as part of this role. Now, listen, she had met me back in 2013 when Courtney Act and I, before Courtney was even on Drag Race, uh, did a performance for her lyric video. Remember back when they used to do a lyric video oh, before yes. they did the actual music video? Okay, so Gaga was doing a lyric video for applause from the Art Pop album. So she, had con through a mutual friend, contacted me and Courtney and wanted us to perform it. And then it turned out she was the one there filming, you know, the lyric video herself. So I met her backstage that night with Kiki. She remembered me from 2013, okay, in that one face-to-face -face meeting. And, uh, and I'd worked with so many of the amazing people from her team before her hairstylist, Frederick and, and Sarah, her makeup artist who I love, Bobby, her manager, Richie, her choreographer. Like I knew all the people around her, but we'd only had that one meeting. Well, she and Bobby heard I didn't go in for the audition. She wanted to see me. Well, if LG, that's Lady Gaga, <laughs> if LG calls her and you answer, and I went and found me the nearest blonde wig, Marilyn, at Hollywood Toy and Costumes, I bought that little white dress. And I went, I put a little beauty mark mold right here above my lip, honey. I went in there, slayed the audition, thankfully, and got the role. And then the, when they saw the audition, they said, you know what? Instead of just giving you one of the lip sync drag entertainer parts, we're going to expand the role. We're going to make you the bar owner. You can be called Shangela. And we want you just to give it. And that's what we did. And then seeing it on screen, phenomenal. And then working with Gaga, you know, backstage, um, being able to chat with her, you know, between takes backstage, she was, you know, as authentic and amazing and fantastic as you could dream you would want her to be. So I'm so thankful. Wow. What an mo iconic moment in life. I would also cherish that forever. I know we need to wrap up. I wanted to wrap up on sort of a historical moment. You kind of put your mark on history, but what was it like to be the first queen to walk on the red carpet at the Academy Awards in drag? Was that something you ever saw yourself doing? 
uh, I hope this doesn't sound bad, but yes, I did. Oh my gosh, it doesn't sound bad. <laughs> in my mind, in my mind, you got to understand, I grew up in a very small town. Uh, we didn't have a lot of money or resources, but I always dreamed. It's like when I used to look up at the sky and see planes flying over our house. I always dreamed of one day being on a plane. And then, you know, for the last 10 years of my life, I've spent more time on planes, I think, than I've spent on the ground. You know, I envisioned it, and, and I always, I loved television. It was an escape for me. I loved, my grandma and I would watch her daily soaps, you know, during the summer and vacation when I was off. And, and I loved TV. I loved the entertainment. I loved the, the, you know, fantasy land and all of that of it. I loved, and I wanted to be an actor, but, you know, like I said, we didn't grow up with a lot of money. So I was like, okay, I can go to college. I got a scholarship to go to college. I need to go to college, get out, make money, help the fam, you know, be responsible. But I always had the dream to be an actor. And somehow, in some way, my winding road brought me to L.A. And I ended up, you know, ended up working in television and getting one role and then another and then another. You know, I didn't graduate with a degree in um, theater or in television and film. I didn't go. I'm not a trained actor, but I've been very grateful and thankful to get a lot of roles in television and film that I've, you know, been able to to do. And I'm so thankful for that. And so when you ask me if I ever saw myself walking the Academy red carpet, you know, at the Oscars, in a way, I always wanted to. I didn't know how that would happen. I didn't know when. But honey, when it did, I was living. And the fact that I got to be the first drag entertainer in drag to ever walk the Oscars red carpet, that is phenomenal. And to do it with one of my greatest friends in the world, Jennifer Lewis, one of my greatest mentors as well, um, it, it, with a movie that I was in with Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper, you know, that was nominated, a nominated film at the Oscars. And there I am in full drag hunting, my purple Diego Montoya gown, strutting and living. And they're going, over here, Miss Shangela, over here. And, you know, it was truly something I'll never forget. We stayed to the very end. I think my car was the last one that left. And we were there at the very beginning. I will, true story. Abby, I was the first person on the red carpet when we got there. I got there so early that they asked, actually told me to go get back in my car and wait until it was time to open the carpet because they had not opened it yet. It didn't open at 2 o'clock, and I was there at like 1.45, 1.30. And I did. I, I went and sat back there. <laughs> but I was just so thrilled. And I hope it inspires others. That's the biggest thing. I really hope that people draw great inspiration. It doesn't matter where you're from. It doesn't matter uh, what, you know, how big you dream. Every dream is possible. If you go out there and you do the work, you put in the effort behind it, you can make it happen. So enjoy your dreams. Don't let anyone put you down. And, and you know what? If you get told no, that's part of the journey. Let that no motivate you to your yes and keep it pushing. Hallelujah. Well, sadly, we have to bring this to an end. Shangela, thank you so much for the great advice and just reflecting back on your time here at SMU. I know we all truly appreciate that. We'll all keep cheering you on. You're one of our favorite alum and that definitely won't ever end. Thank you so much for supporting me. Thank you for inviting me on your podcast and being so great, you know, to chat with. I appreciate that. Look at your little smile. Oh I don't know gosh, people. Stop. Okay, we're recording video as well as audio spoke. So if y'all haven't seen Abby smile, she will light up a room. Miss Abby lights up the room, honey. Hallelujah. And uh, people can find me. Make sure they keep up with me. I'm on, on my socials at It's Shangela on Instagram and Twitter and Shangela online on Facebook. Yes, perfect. Well, everybody here listening on Hello Hilltop, we truly appreciate you sitting down and being one of our followers. Keep an eye out on all of our platforms for new and fun, exciting interviews, just like this one with DJ Shangela Pierce. 
We appreciate your listen and we'll talk to you next time here on Hello Hilltop.